Hello and welcome in everybody to the show. You are listening to the DC's DFS Challenge Show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN, also presented to you by Billy of Fantasy Sports. As always, I am your host today, Dan Mater, and I am back again from last week with Mr. Chris Dowhauer. We're going to be talking about of course, all the NBA DFS lineups that we have for you guys tomorrow, which, as always, you can join our free tournament, the DC's DFS Challenge Tournament on DraftKings. It is available to you guys on the link. We spread it out there. We'll hit it, we'll hit the uh, link again on the bottom comments on this on Facebook and on Twitter and on wherever else you're listening or streaming this. The link will be widely available to you guys. It's already up there at Belly Up Fantasy on the social media feeds as we speak. It is the last week for February. Next week, we will have the drawing for the winner. Right now, we only have two. We have two winners. We got we got Mickey Katz, 12, who won twice. He's going to have two names in there. And we have J.A. Meadows from last week who won. So we'll have his name in there. And we'll see who the lucky winner is again this week for a chance for $100 to championshipfootballs.com by Mr. Chaz Filardi, who will be on in the second half of the show. Talk about some bets for tomorrow. Tomorrow as well. No Mikey Betts here this week. We'll have him back next week and you can join that for free. Make sure you do that in the comments below. But we got a jam-packed show for you guys. The tournament that we'll be talking about in this first half hour is the 7 o'clock hour for Sunday. There's a lot of games tomorrow and with this hour in particular has about 8 games on it. But before we get into all that, Mr. Chris Dowhauer, how are you doing tonight, sir? Doing pretty good. Pretty excited for watching the show tonight. Yeah, we are. We hot. We got lots of info, like we always do. But last week, last week I forgot. So this should, this should be a lesson for everybody out there. Last week I forgot to check before the seven o'clock hour to see that Luke Kennard was he was out all of a sudden at the last second. Didn't get to change my lineup. And as a rookie mistake, of course, you get caught up, you get busy and everything like that. But just to remind everyone, make sure when you set a lineup, you know, 24 hours at a time, like we do, make sure you check it throughout the day. If there's any updates, because as a result of that, I did terrible. Now, that led the way for some of our listeners to do very well. Chris, you did very well. You came in third as you were able to hit on a couple key of your picks from last week. So. I don't know. I think we got disconnected there for a split second. We this did. Week, I'm sorry. I, I didn't catch your question there. I was at, last week. You hit on a couple of key players. I don't know if you want to mention which ones those that you hit on uh, that were great calls by you, like Chris Middleton and such. Uh, I think one of the big ones I said, like, as you just said, Chris Middleton, um, we had a kind of, we both were kind of on the same page that we thought he was going to be a bounce back game that game and that he might be one of the higher scorers. Um, he honest did have a great game, so just beat him barely out for the top scoring um, performance of the day. But Chris Middleton definitely was one of the top performers last week. He was. You had you had a few great calls there was, from last week. Go ahead. Well, no, thank you. And I was just going to follow up with the Luke Kennard thing. Uh, you were saying you know you got to follow up to the very last second about your lineups, especially in today's. You know, this season is above all seasons. It's been kind of crazy, so you got to keep your eye constantly on who is in and out, the lineup changes, or who is even playing from game to game right now. Yeah, I mean, especially with, not that Luke Kennard situation was COVID, no. but especially with COVID in, in situations like that, there is a lot of flux 
uh, before the game. So we want to make sure we avoid those mistakes. I, you know, I was busy all day, but it led the way for other people to do it. Now this week, like I said, we have eight games that we're talking about in this window, this tournament that we go over what we're looking at and a lot of choices as a result. There's going to be a ton of games to bet on tomorrow too. And we'll get that in the next half hour, but more choices than you would normally have, which again, creates this idea. Do you go for the big top guys because you have more choices? Do you go for the sleeper types to kind of fill that out with a few, few key top guys? Do you go for the middle pack lineup because you can kind of plug and play based on matchup. Let's hear what you were able to put together for us this week. Well, Last week, I kind of did the um, best players available for, for the pay or for the salaries. Um, this week, I wanted to go kind of superstar-oriented. So I was going to jump on LeBron, but I kind of noticed LeBron's been a little bit of a slump lately, at least for LeBron, LeBron standards-wise. Um, so well, I wasn't gonna, going to that game tomorrow. He is, and I'm not really going to pay that kind of money, I think, when I start looking at, as you pointed out, how much depth there really is available and uh, all these games available tomorrow, playing playing tomorrow. So I kind of went into in middle road. Um, I don't have any true superstar players probably in my lineup this week. Surprisingly, I surprised myself with that. Um, I'm going to kind of kick it off with at the point guard position with Gordon um, Gordon Dragic. I think since he returned last game, he played about thirty something minutes. He got you some uh, between thirty to forty points a, and. At $5,400, I'm a big believer in you cash in while you can. So some of these guys are coming off injury or have been out for a little bit. Um, when you see them play good positive minutes and they're produced right off the bat, their salaries are at good prices, I try to buy up. Um, going on from that, actually sticking on that theme and the point guard position, I have a utility position. I'm going with uh, Dennis Schroeder. Um, since he's returned, kind of similar has good price, about $5,900, and you're seeing similar numbers to Josh's. You're getting about 30, 40 points a game for a great price, so I'm going to run him out there. Um, my little sleeper guard position is going to be Corey Joseph. We know that Halliburton is going to be out tomorrow, and more than likely, Corey Joseph will probably fill that role, and they play a lot of three-guard sets as it is. I'm looking for him to kind of step up like he did about, hmm, about 10, 15 games ago. Halliburton was kind of out for a period of time and maybe get you 30, uh, 35 points tomorrow. Other than that, I'm looking at probably a mixture of a couple guys who are stat stuffers. Um, I like Josh Jackson. As I was picking him up this week, I, I kind of thought about Marcus Smart. Um, doesn't make it, doesn't play the most pretty game, but when you look at the stats at the end of the game, you got a couple threes, got a couple steals, got a couple blocks. Maybe you got double-digit rebounds. Um, and he's been a little bit of a terror playing-wise, well, statistically, I should say-wise. And you see him getting around 30 to 40 points at a great number. In his front court, sharing the front court with him, I have uh, Bay. Um, I think um, when you see them play over the last few minutes, he's been produced. You're good. He's been starting um, and playing quite consistently. And a true stretch uh, four player. You get a lot of three-pointers out of him. You get the rebounds. You get a couple steals, a couple blocks here and there. And I think he had about 30, 35 points last game. So I'm looking at the values a lot right now. Um, continue my lineup. I like uh, OG Oganobi. Say that three times fast. Yeah. Uh, 
the OG, as I like to call him, um, I like him because you got Siakam out tomorrow, and you're probably going to see a good bit of small ball. And Chicago has uh, Wendell Carter playing center, so not really worried about somebody he's going to battle down low for rebounding. You might see him get double-digit rebounds. And once again, those stat stuffer, OG usually plays good defense. So he's usually good for a steal or two or a block here and there. Knocks down a couple of threes. And you might see him get a quite a bit more scoring opportunity with Siakam out. Yeah, and Siakam's going to be out in the all-star break. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I, I, I think Quintino not coming back till at least after the all-star talking about, right? Yeah, right right through it. So he's going to be out for a little while now. I was really going to... I like OG quite a bit. Yeah, I, I'm at the number $5,800. And what I think he can do versus Chicago's front court, you got Thaddeus Young. You got a lot of guys who are kind of going to match up well with him where he can play the three and four. I think you have an opportunity to have a nice little game out of him, especially, especially um, points-wise, where you you might get more than you think. We may get 20. And then, like I was saying, um, my big dog... It's probably going to be Julius Randle tomorrow. Um, I had a really hard time passing on Jimmy Butler. Jimmy's been like uh, a triple-double machine right now. So when I wasn't going to play LeBron, I was like, well, Jimmy it is. But then I realized Julius Randle's playing Detroit. And that front court is, let's how we say, a little smaller, a little weaker front court. And uh, they're going to be a little bully ball tomorrow we're going to see. So the I think he might see Jimmy point, quite though, a bit I mean, of he, he looks like he's back to bubble form at this point. He is. I think people were talking about him in the beginning of the season, kind of questioning really where he was, particularly when he saw a couple of games where he had, what, three, four points, I think it was. Yeah. Um, he, and people were really wondering, is he is he done? But I think, obviously, we see that was just the case of him kind of getting his legs back. Is that was that ever, uh, you saw more in your line, right? Or was that everybody? I think that's about everybody. Um, so just to kind of refresh, we got point guard, we got Dragic. Um, like I said, and we got we got our three own little three guards set going tomorrow with Dragic, Schroeder, and Joseph. Um, Joseph, like I said, that's my big sleeper for tomorrow. I like the number thirty seven hundred dollars, and I think that while he's not as good as Halliburton, you're going to get a a decent amount of numbers statistically between the assist, the point opportunities, and some of the steal. Okay, I like uh, front Yeah. I like that lineup. And here's the big thing. Our lineup has, I'm counting, one, two, three, four. We have four of the same players heading into tomorrow's matchup in our lineups. I have uh, Goran Dragic as well. The big thing here is that Tyler Hero is questionable. Tyler Hero is probably not going to play tomorrow. So you have more, more minutes opening up for Drogic and more minutes opening up for everybody else. So I'll talk about the other lineup. Of course, I agree with you, Josh Jackson. He's been on fire. He's been the playmaker for them. So I also have him in my lineup, my extra guard positionist. And he's a good $6,200 for a guy who's playing as well as he is right now is a steal. And he, because he's a guy who comes in there, he can give you mere elite level type of statistics type of fantasy points right now with the way he has been playing at $6,200. We both have OG. I mean, plain we both have OG a new boy. $5,800. Like you said, no Siakam. He's going to have to plug it. He's going to have to play that role. He's going to have to be more involved. 
And I think both it's not with him, it's not just the offensive side of the ball, it's defense as well. It's the steals that he can possibly get, the rebounds that he's going to get. It's all those mixture of things where he's going to be able to do a little bit of everything on top of staring down the barrel of possibly looking at 35-plus minutes in a game with no Siakam. We also had Julius Randle. We both had Julius Randle heading into that game because of what you laid out against Detroit. Obviously, it's a great matchup. Julius Randle, I I don't know if I can remember the last time he didn't have a double-double. So at $9,500, he's one of the safest, best that you can make. A guy who is easily staring down the barrel at 50-plus fantasy points. His average is 47, but he, lately, he's been 46 and a half the last game. He had 50, 49. That's the type of tear that he's been on on, pl- on top of you getting a plus matchup here against Detroit. Don't forget, Alfred Payton's out, so he's going to still have some ball handling skills, so ball handling, too, opportunities. Correct. Everything's going to have to flow through Julius Randle in that game. So those are the four that we had the same. Now go back to the two-guard position. Stuck with the Miami Heat. Again, with Tyler Hero being out, this guy has played a lot anyway. I think they're going to have to lean on a Duncan Robinson. And a lot of times what I like to do is I like to plug guys into my lineup that can give you the opportunity to get hot from three-point range was something Duncan Robinson certainly can do. And a lot of times, pay down, he's $5,200. It's a guy who can come in and drop you 30-plus fantasy points if the mood strikes him right. The last four games, 25, 26, 37, 26 and a half. Pretty consistent with a nice high ceiling there that they had against OKC a few nights ago. And I'll have the extra minutes. And as far as minutes go, I mean, the guy hasn't plugging crazy minutes, 35, 39, 37, 33. So, you can expect that to continue with no Tyler Hero and expect them to have to lean on Duncan Robinson to be the main three-point shooter as a result. So I like him quite a bit at $5,200. He wants to being a steal for me there. The guys, the next two guys I want to talk about, that's where some of our sleepers start to roll in. Alec Burks at $4,900 because of the floor that he can provide at that price tag. He's not great at anything, but Last two games, about 25 minutes. The last game against Sacramento, he just dropped 33 fantasy points. I'm taking the shot that he can keep it rolling in this matchup against Detroit. You're going for the recent trend here with Alec Burks. The price tag is there. Nice little piece there in the lineup. Then, at power forward, sticking with the Miami-Atlanta game, because one thing nice about... I look at Atlanta like the, uh, the baby Brooklyn Nets. You're going to get a lot of offense. You're going to get very little defense. And it opens things up for everybody involved, for both teams. So I go with Kenny Olenek at $4,400. Bam is questionable tomorrow. I'm not sure if he's going to play yet or not. If he does play, I may relook at this. But for right now, if he's going to be out in that game, he'll get more minutes. And he's another guy, kind of like Duncan Robinson, where you have the opportunity to get hot from three-point range as a big man. Plus, he's probably going to get you about seven to eight boards, most likely, with the minutes he's most likely to, to plug in. He's been in the low 30s as far as the playing time goes uh, the past couple of games, looking at about 20 fantasy points per those games. So I went with him as the other low-paying guy. Again, $4,400. These are guys that plug around the lineup because outside of Julius Randle, who is my top-paid guy at $9,500, the other big star that I went with was Clint Capella at $8,400. Because, again, another guy that I honestly don't know if I can remember the last time this guy didn't have a double-double. He's coming off of a big 54-point performance against Oklahoma City. He's been absolutely on fire 
really ever since he's come back. And outside of the game a couple days ago against Boston, this is a guy who hasn't had less than 39 points, 39 fantasy points in two weeks of play. You want to talk about consistency. You want to talk about the rebounds and the points that you're going to get. On top of the fact, again, if Bam doesn't play, Miami's got nobody to stick up. He's going to be able to do whatever he wants. So I actually want to being my lineup. What are your comments about that? Um, well, I am a little bit worried that Bam might play for you. Um, from what I'm understanding that his, it's been the ongoing injury that he's had and he probably looks like he probably will suit up. Um, but if he's out, 100% agree with your lineup. Love, love, love it. Um, if he does play, still could be good because all hasn't, hasn't been so dependent on Bam playing or not playing this year. I like the Duncan Robinson kind of playing off the Miami thing where I understand the opportunity for three pointers. Duncan can get you, he can get you a couple of some seven, eight rebounds here sometimes here or there too. Get you a couple quiet steals. Right. So he doesn't just depend on the three. So I like that play. Um, of course, we were on the same page. It seems about a lot of those. Julius Randle seems to be something we both are kind of willing to spend our money on because we're kind of banking on the consistency. Um, the one thing I forgot, the one player I did kind of forget to go over on my lineup was at the center position. And that was, I have Boucher playing. Uh, well, I love Capella. I, I love, too. love, love, love the matchup. Um, I went with Boucher just because with Siakam, like we are talking about OG, Boucher's got opportunity to play quite a bit of minutes and be able to have similar numbers. Not the rebounds that Capella has, but you get the blocks, you get the threes. Um, I, I love his play tomorrow. But Capella was probably the center who I would have gone if I wasn't trying to find the value. Or I was trying to find the value a little bit lower, I should say, for myself. Yeah, I, look, it's about these matchups. but So a lot of times, this is where the NBA can really be different when you're trying to put together a DFS line, let's say to the NFL. NFL, you know, you have a certain matchup. You know all week long what the injuries are going to be, who's going to play, who's not going to play. When you're looking at your NBA DFS lineup, you can't go solely based off of what's a good matchup, what's a bad matchup. Like for, for instance, with Capella, we just talked about this, the injuries. There's so much shifting between COVID and injuries from day to day. Guys coming in practice the same day. You expect them to play like the Luke Kennard situation. And all of a sudden they don't play later on that day when they're, they're expected to the entire time. It happens so much in the NBA, which is why, like, I mean, it's nice that they put these things out there. Like, for instance, Capella has the seventh toughest matchup, but we know that's probably not going to be the case. Bam's on hundred percent, even if he is out there. And with the way these two teams are going to open up the floor tomorrow, you're not worried about paying the high price tag on the Capellis. That's what led me to him to begin with. Now, I understand going to say too, because that also made a lot of sense to me. That was also a direction I was looking at as well. With Siakam, with Siakam being out, Toronto's a totally different team. I'm not just talking about minutes for you know OG and these guys. They operate completely different. They're going to be very guard-centric, where guys like OG, guys like Rochet, are going to have to hit the boards a lot harder. Absolutely, you're gonna see you're, you're gonna see him getting hit in the boards, but I think you're gonna have opportunity for more points being scored. Siakam gets his; he usually gets his 20, 25 points. He gets his shots up, and you're gonna see between those two players opportunity not just to be able to do defensive things they usually bring to the table week in week out, but or game in game out I should say. But also you're gonna have the opportunity for them to show some of their offensive game more. 
I agree. I agree. I agree with that as well. So it'll be interesting. We won't have a lot of, we have very key variations in our, in our lineups heading into this one. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull up the comparison um, to our lineups right here. Or, well, actually I can't see it yet. Never mind. I take that back. But so you went more with guys that are going to get the rebounds where I went with guys more going to try to get the three pointers where, where we try to make our, our value plays at. That's, that's more what we're looking at now. Absolutely. As far as, you know, which one's better? Well, look, the rebounds are going to be a little bit more dependable, a little bit more consistent, a little bit more of a higher floor. However, in your opinions, as you put together the rebound lineup, what made you go that way instead of going after the three-point players? Well, I think I just went after a different kind of three-point player. Uh, I'm looking for guys who can get rebounds but also knock down that three. So you have somebody like Bay who shoots three pretty consistently he, he gets up just as many as the guards do. He's shooting about seven, eight shot three-pointers a game. So when he's knocking down, um, he's getting his. He's also getting a couple of seven, eight rebounds. And he's also able to do some little bit more um, when it comes to finishing around the rim. So Duncan Robinson, I like his play. And I think he has opportunity because he gets quite often. He's known as a three-point shooter. But you're seeing a lot more of these stretch fours and some of these bigs. That's kind of what I'm looking for. That's what I want with Boucher as well. Um, I like the guys who kind of have that mix that you're going to get your a steal or a block here or there as well in addition to a couple of threes a lot of these guards and a lot of these forwards that are just three-point scorers they need volume if they don't get their volume then they don't do anything these guys if they don't get their volume they still produce up a floor for you that's pretty much why i went with that and i i totally agree with that with that line of reasoning as far as it, when you're doing that and like for me the reason i went three point shooters there is because i'm just trying to catch lightning in a bottle you're planning these tournaments that i mean ours in particular there's no limit to it as how far as how many people play most of the tournaments are going to be in tens of thousands and basically i'm just looking for the high point if you get a guy who hits five to six threes in a game just gets hot that day, you're going to get top level elite production. So it's just kind of a mat. It's just a difference of how do you want to approach it? Where do you, where do you want to go from there? Do you want to make sure you're in the game all the way to the end, or you want to catch lightning in a bottle or just phase out completely early on. And that's kind of the give and take back and forth there. There's another player that I want to talk about because I, I went back and forth with him and Capella in the utility spot. And that's De'Aaron Fox. This guy's been on a tear especially as of late playing Charlotte great matchup $8,600 only $200 more than click Capella. Did I make the right or wrong decision by going with Capella over De'Aaron Fox? You know, it was a difficult one for me to go either way. I think you made the right decision. Um, I mean, maybe I'm a little biased because I went Corey Joseph and I'm hoping Corey Joseph gets some of those points there. Um, but I think that's why that, be an interesting question for you. <laughs> I also think that when you look at what you're you're talking about, the solid floor, and even though the rankings, um, Clint Capella himself is one of those guys who isn't just a double-double guy. He's a guy getting you 15 rebounds, not just 10. Um, he gets you the blocks. He can get you the 20, 30 points. And in this game where you're going to see the base kind of more used with Bam or Ellen, no matter who's playing, he's going to be out there and he's going to be producing. So I think you want the right call because I think with Fox, although he's been in a tear, there's more apt that he's not doesn't hit the shots off. Um, maybe he's not the guy handling the ball as much. Maybe it's more Corey Joseph with getting the assists. I think there's more to kind of go wrong than there is to kind of bank on that he continues his, his role. But I can't argue with either one, actually. 
Yeah, they're very close together. It's, what you laid out is why I ultimately went with Capella. I'm going through some of the names here, just trying to find other values out there for people. And another guy that I was very intrigued by, who's only $7,000. If you're looking at he's like, oh, I can't go Capella because I wanted to go with a more expensive car, whatever the case may be. You're looking for some other value plays out there. DeAndre Ayton at $7,000 going up against Minnesota in this one. Now, with Anthony Towns back, the numbers are a little bit out of whack as far as how good of a matchup that is. However, Ayton is a guy who's I've been a big fan of this guy for a long time. He's finally starting to come on this year, kind of developing into the player that I kind of thought he could be. And at $7,000, this guy is averaging 35 to 40 fantasy points over the last three games. He still doesn't play the amount of minutes I want him to. He had a little stretch where they had they gave him like 35 minutes a game. They went back down to be more high 20s, low 30s. I want to see him actually allow him to play more because he will be a double-double machine if they actually allow him to play 35 minutes, which I think they should. I mean, I'm a big DeAndre Hayton fan myself. Um, he has been on a bit of a, a comeback streak, as you kind of talked about the last three games. But previous to that, he had pretty much a dip in his production. Um, a little bit disappointing. Maybe it is the minutes. Maybe it is uh, adjusting to some of the Chris Paul thing. With You're seeing a lot more ball movement in general for the Phoenix Suns, where it's not so much pick and roll just up the middle, where he's used as a finisher a lot. Um, but as a play, he's one of those guys where some early ride guys who can step out and knock down that three. And do a little bit, fill your stat sheet up a little bit here and there. All of a sudden, you look down and you got 30, 40 points. Um, he is one of definitely one of those guys. He can get knocked down the shot, knocked down the three. He can block shots. He can get, definitely get rebounds. You're all you're kind of worried about for him is does he get the numbers you're looking for when it comes to time, playing time, and shots up, shots opportunities. I agree. I agree with that too. And going down the list here, another guy would be Capella's teammate. John Collins, I think, is a very good value this particular week. $6,700, again, going up against Miami. Um, this is a guy that at $6,700 is a nice value because he averages just over 30 fantasy points per game. Uh, last two games, he had 37 and a half. He had 32. Before that, he had 35. There's one 18-point game in there in the last four games. But this is a guy who's either getting you plus 20 points or he's been getting you double-doubles, and that's all along with Capella getting his. They don't eat into each other too much. They're both able to get production. Again, this goes back to Atlanta being baby Brooklyn, being a team that's just wide open all the time and putting up shots and, and not really running down the clock. Therefore, there's more possessions for everybody to go around. So John Collins, I mean, he's been a nice story pretty much all year long. And that's another guy that at $6,700, I think really could possess some great value. Um, see, I have a little bit different take on John Collins. I think that he's actually been a little disappointment this year. Um, a lot of people thought he was really going to have his ultimate breakout season. And there's still talks about him being moved from Atlanta and maybe not being part of their future because there's still not, there's still questions about how, much of a fit he is for their future. And I think as a result, you're seeing some of the numbers that we kind of expected to jump up not be there. Um, while Coppola doesn't take away from Collins some of his opportunities, he definitely affects his rebounding. I think you've seen that kind of throughout the season. I'm not a big guy who believes in trying to go after the 30-point guys paying that run-out range. I figure that's where you try to find your, your Oleniks and those kinds of players. Um, where they can give you similar numbers if you hit the right the right guy versus spending the money. 
but I don't disagree. I think he's a heck of a talent, and the matchup's a good matchup where you have the opportunity for a blow-up game there. So I couldn't argue that you, should, you know, definitely shouldn't play him. Um, the guy I actually was really had a hard time with was Anthony Edwards from Minnesota. Talking about being on a tear lately. Um, yeah. You have no Russell. You have no um, – their backcourt's basically depleted. With Beasley, I was looking for. And without those two players in the backcourt, he's got an opportunity to be the man. And then on top of it, you have Towns' return, so teams can't pay that much attention to him still, and he gets his shot. So you're, you're seeing a guy who might is um, at least giving you on Wiggins numbers that you used to get from Minnesota back in the day when he was there. But you're getting yeah. I, right now. You're getting a guy who's the most putting Jimmy Butler numbers up week to week. No, that's a great call. Anthony Edwards the game, there. That's a fantastic call to your point. Back course is depleted. He's been handling the ball a lot more and his price tag. Just so people know, $6,800 is a good value for he's going to be able to put on the floor, but his price tag jumped a thousand dollars in two games. Cause he was just at $5,800 a couple games ago. Last game you actually, he played, but it was a few days ago on the 24th against Chicago where he had 37 minutes. 45 fantasy points, 21 points, nine rebounds. And this is the type of production. This is the type of playing time that we're going to see probably through the all-star break from what we understand as far as where the backcourt is going to be able to come back and healthy and everything like that. So this is going to be a player that I don't think he's going to go a bit too much more expensive than $6,800, but he's going to continue to be a value one because of the way he's been playing. But two, now with the rotation set up the way that it is like to your point with towns back, he doesn't have to be the guy he can play off of towns and do what he does while handling the ball. The majority of the time, it's a two way street. So you're going to have Anthony Edwards is going to probably be a value no matter what day of the week you're playing. I think that pretty much wraps it up for the sorry, value plays. The guys, I'm sorry, say it again. Go ahead. I just, I, I didn't hear what you said. I apologize. No, you're, you're okay. I think we're having a little bit of a delay here uh, on this show today. Hopefully, it'll pick back up because we have Chaz now who's coming into the show so that way we could talk about the bets for tomorrow to help you guys win some money. Mr. Chaz Filardi, how are you doing today, sir? Okay, do you really want to know? Uh-oh. I'm going to give you Uh-oh. my stat Uh-oh. line. I'm actually texting it as we speak. I'm sending out my, my uh, stat line. There were three prep races this weekend for the Kentucky Derbies. And on the one card yesterday was just that one race, but today there was one card where there were three races and the other card, there were four races. So the stat line is I bet eight races. I had the winner in seven of those races. Now I'm typing and talking. So bear with me as I go slow. I had the, I had the exacta, which is the first and the second horse in six of those races. I hit four of the trifectas. I walked, I stuck a hundred dollars in the account and I cashed out for seven. 112. So that's really not a bad day. Anything, right? Anything. Nope. You go to the swap meet with a hundred dollars worth of stuff to sell and you come back with $700. You're going to be happy. So thank you, gentlemen. I'm having a marvelous day. Simply marvelous. Well, if you want to smell as good as Chaz is feeling right now, all you have to do is use Manscaped Cologne 
They are supporting the show for tonight. They are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. And the big news is they just reached that new cologne scent. So you know you can feel great like Chaz when you're smelling that good on below. So make sure you go ahead and check out manscaped.com. We have belly up fantasy. Look good, smell good, and feel good with Manscaped. So there's no Mikey bets here today, Chaz. Forgot to let you know that before you came in today. And you're a big horse bet racer. And I, I that's one of the things I love having you on about that because that's a area uh, in which myself and maybe a lot of the people watching the show uh, should better utilize. Uh, quite frankly, because your point, that is probably one of the best things you could do to win money. Well, we talk about it on our show because John, when he first, so John owned GMF Sports Consultants, but when we first came to Vegas, he did a lot of horses. He was from New York, and in New York, where I grew up too, it, it, horse racing is different. It's It's a little bigger there. There's OTBs on corners and things like that. And, you know, New York City, you saw it on Seinfeld. There's an OTB right downtown. But the beauty of it is you literally, you can go in, if you had 10 bucks, you could throw $2 on five different races and kill two and a half hours of your time. And, and you never know because if you hit one, you keep playing. So that's what I did. I turned the, the first time I, I checked my bounce, I had turned the 100 into like 290. And then the next time I checked my balance, I had turned that 290 into 412, I think it was. Then the next time it was like 620. And finally, now, a lot of these races were favorites. But all of a sudden now, as you know, guys, when you're playing with house money, it's your money. It's your money. Don't get me wrong. It's your money. It don't, I, I don't believe it's blowing money because it's house money, but investing it more. So I knew I had my money in my account. So I was betting a little bigger because they were favorites. So I was betting a little bit more because, you know, if something's going to pay uh, an exact is going to pay six to one and you got $2 on it, you got 12 bucks. But if you got $5 on it, all of a sudden you got 30 bucks. And, if, and so I, I, I'm really not a big horse player, but remember, I think it was last week where I told you guys, we're going to start talking about them because for the next two months, it's Kentucky Derby prep races and you got to win. If you lose, you go home basically. It's kind of like March Madness, you know, there's like six prep races with seven horses in each. There's 40 of them, and then they'll cut it down to 30, and then they'll cut it down finally to the Derby, which is 20. Only 20 horses can run, and it really is the, the most exciting two minutes in sports. And like you said, it's for two months where you can really come in with a decent payroll at the end of the day. Oh, I'm, I'm, well. I'm giddy. So I'm at, I got to tell you the story. I'm at lunch with friends yeah. that we hadn't seen in a while. And I have my racing form at the table in the Mexican restaurant. We're in Old Town, San Diego. You know, it's 74 degrees. The sun's out. It's gorgeous. And I'm drinking mm -hmm. Cadillac margaritas, but they, they're they not interacting with me at all regarding the sports or the, the <laughs> horses or nothing. They're, we're talking about our kids. We have you know our kids together and stuff. So I'm sitting there, and I'm not saying anything, but I'm just seeing this number go higher and higher and higher, and I wanted to tell somebody. <laughs> Ask me, ask me the question. <laughs> Just say, how am I doing at the horses? But, uh, <laughs> you know, then when I got, when we were on the way to the car, I just showed my wife, Vicky, I showed her the screenshot of my withdrawal. And uh, oh, I'm sure she was very happy. It was a free lunch. I got free lunch. <laughs> Well, just quick tidbit on that too. Another one of our sponsors, BUSR. I want to make sure I mention them when you're miss when you're uh, talking about the horse racing because they offer that. 
They're a great international sports book. They have the horse racing. They have all your favorite casino games. They have all your favorite sports. And all you simply have to do is just go to bell, go to BUSR.com slash bellyupfantasy. You'll get a 20% sign-up bonus of up to $500. It's up to $500 of free money to try to go win now. So just go ahead and click the link, BUSR.com slash bellyupfantasy. You can find it on our website, bellyupfantasysports.com, or on any one of our social medias at Belly up fantasy. So talking about well, the horse you know, racing, I, not I every inter- sports book offers let me, that. Let me interject right now. I know that for a fact. It happened today, just today. All right. So if you're new to sports betting and you're betting legally, I, I applaud you because I can't. I'm in California. Now, some of these states, what they did, guys, is they, they, they're acting like they're creating sports betting from scratch. Well, we got to do this. We got to. The Caribbean books have been doing it for years. In Europe, they've been betting forever. So it's so it's so, you know, elitist Americana. Oh, we you know we got to do it our way. Yeah. It ain't broken. Don't fix it. Because today, Wes is in Vegas. You know, Blackhawk West from our show, and he couldn't yeah. bet the FCS games because the casino he was at is not uh, not letting it. And the reason is a lot of times with the states when it's legal. The casinos are told what they can and cannot offer, but the Nevada Gaming Commission is really aggressive. I mean, we can never bet the Olympics. We can never bet, you know, the the politics. We can never do any of those things. But BUSR, you can bet anything, anything on there. From anywhere, to your point, from anywhere. And that's the that's the major key right now in the States. I mean, look, hopefully this thing opens up. And I have to tell you, when you're if you're if you're somebody who likes to invest money, not just make bets, but actually invest money, investing right now in sports books, in sports betting in general is, is the way to go because eventually it is going to be legal all throughout the United States of America. It's just it's inevitable at that point. It's too much of a cash cow. You already have New York talking about it. They're actually going to open it up soon, finally, the mobile betting. Uh, and that, I mean, that by itself is going to make those, those jump up. So if you're somebody who likes to invest, I mean, this is the industry to go into right now. Hey, I'm going to do a segue, though, because I heard you guys, you know, on the first half talking about your, your teams and stuff. So for the contest that we give to football, that's just for Sunday. But do you change your team every day for basketball or is it just once a week and then you you play that whole week? It would be every day. Every day. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, for the contest, so like base, baseball's we just, the we same talk way, about right? Sunday. Yeah, baseball, yeah. baseball, hockey's the same yeah. way. Yeah. Okay, uh, you would you would change the lineup every 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 single day. Like, for instance, I have I have a league which I'm actually doing very well in so far this year. Um, the belly up belly up sports fantasy basketball league that we're doing. That's a redraft league. It you literally have to be on top of it every single day with your players. You're you're always gonna have a different lineup. I'm six and three right now on that one. Not looking great for this week because unfortunately I have Pascal Siakam who's not gonna be. Uh, playing anytime soon. I don't have an adequate uh, replacement for him at the moment. Uh, so I'm a little bit bitter about that. But then that's where this show comes in with DFS, where it's like, hey, you know what? I mean, it's always been the draw of DFS compared to redraft or dynasty or whatever else you're playing. You got guys like that go down. Okay, well, pick up another guy. Pick up a different star. Doesn't really matter. So that's why I like to talk about that. I like to do both because of that. Because it's just like you do, Chaz. You mix up the action in different angles, and then you wind up with a winner eventually at the end of the day because you just keep doing, you keep plugging away, you keep doing what you're doing, you keep cashing. No doubt about it. And that's really what it is. And we talk about it. Remember, Sports Betting Weekly for me is a little different. Uh, during the week, I don't bet as much as most of these guys do. And how do I know that? It's because I talk to them. And, and they're giving me out six, seven, eight plays, right? I haven't even looked at the board yet. It's you know, Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. Um, but 
when when I wake up in the morning on Monday morning, I want to be making a withdrawal. Now, today I didn't wait because I know that you know how it is with most places. If you put 100 bucks in, you got to leave that 100 bucks in for a while. OK, even right. if you win, you can't take it all out. So I took out all my profit and I'm going to probably buy a racing form in the morning and do it again tomorrow. I hope I hope you hit again tomorrow as well. Speaking of tomorrow, what kind of plays did you look at for us uh, for us heading in tomorrow's matchups? Well, you know, it, it's funny because I again, I normally wouldn't be playing hockey but i'm following hockey because of west i wouldn't be betting the nba but because of you guys i'm watching the nba my college basketball though i'm still by the way if you're watching right now live on the worldwide sports radio network i'm going to tell you that um i i like gonzaga to come back again gonzaga won way too much money for me to jump off them because they lost one game they didn't lose they won by double digits but they were given 30 um i like uh BYU tonight, and I like Colorado. Colorado is a good team. That's the one thing about being out here, guys, on the West Coast is those games are going off at 7, 7.30, which is 10, 10.30. And if you have any kind of life on the East Coast, by then you're probably doing what you're going to do. You're not sitting around watching a game at 7 o'clock. Hey, we've watched some of these NBA games, my son and I, at dinner because we're just having dinner at 7 o'clock, you know. Uh, but So I do. I've got those three teams tonight. And I looked at quite a bit of stuff for for tomorrow. I, the Nets, I tell you, you had mentioned the over on the Nets like two weeks ago. I, I think they're like seven and one over. And remember oh, when yeah. I bet, I bet the first quarters. I, tonight, the first quarter the, between the two teams, at one point, the over-under calculator said it was going to be 597 points scored in that game. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so you know, that's right. the thing. When when you when you I believe when you hop on a team and they win for you a couple times, you gotta ride that winner. You gotta ride them until they beat you twice. Uh, if you win on a team four or five times and they beat you twice, you, you yeah you're still up three. You know, and and with me because again I'm betting the first halves in college basketball as well. I'm gonna win probably if they do win twice as many times as most people. So somebody says I gave out three plays. And they're all winners. Like Mikey, if Mikey gives, gives out a, a play, I hit three times on it. His, his next play, everybody else had a winner. I cashed three times on his one play. But yeah, I mean that, that's the way you got to do it. Like Lisa, the different ways to bet. That, and that's a, as I look at this show as a big key of trying to teach people on what they can do, especially especially beginners, because they always look at you want to look at the money line, you know, overall lines. You like you said, you got to wind up watching the entirety of the game. But if you feel good about a certain play, then that's going to be the play for at least three, if not all four quarters. And you can hit multiple times in that same game, especially if you already feel good about it going into it. Oh, that, that's, that, what that, take, that's what you have to we, take advantage of. Remember, that was the uh, we were on Saturday night. It was the hockey was in uh, yeah. Lake Tahoe. And yeah, the, the next night was that Sunday uh, Lake Tahoe game. They ran it a little later, but we were on the Bruins, and we hit the over, and we just kept cashing. I cashed seven tickets on a hockey game. I still don't know what icing is. <laughs> seven tickets. One game. <laughs> I know it has to do with where you are when the puck goes to where it goes, but well, I honestly, if, I, I would, if, it's if, a guess. If, if you honestly don't know, it's it's if it crosses three lines to the back of the net, 
on the on the opposing team's side, and it's, it's icing. So it passes he, passes the red line, the blue line, the without red line touching again, anybody, without touching anybody, then that that would be icing. But I could I, if, if if my guy is uh, you, first of all, you got to be you can't be offside, right? But right. if if I hit my guy from if the goalie throws a pass and hits the guy right at the line that's offside, that's not icing. That's and that's good, right? You could do that. Yeah, you could do that. But with that line, once it goes past that line, then it's icing. Right. Yeah. See, that's why you listen you Saturday night, right there. <laughs> you know, learn something new every single day. Go ahead, Chris. The icing on the cake. <laughs> icing on yeah, the, there yes, you go. The icing yeah, on the cake. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. So I do. Well, I've got check. some. I looked at some games for tomorrow, and I, I know uh, the college games are winding down. But it, I mean, it really looks like we're going to have March Madness, and. Yeah, you know what? In, in my lifetime, I've never gone two years without March Madness. So it, I'm no, gonna. I, I went through withdrawal respect. last year. I, I was going, I was going absolutely crazy. I was like, I have all this TV set up. Usually speaking, I got, uh, I got money on pretty much almost every single game, and it was, it, it was nuts. I'm very happy to see that, that Thursday. It does look like is, they are going to pull it off. That Thursday is one of the biggest days of the year if you're a sports fan because. There's 16 games Thursday and 16 games right. Friday. It's all and that's only long. that one tournament. Sometimes the NIT will have a few games. or they, they right. Remember, at one point, there was like four tournaments that would play. These small. Yeah, they were all going on at once. And, yeah. and the, the beauty thing about March Madness is that you, you can get the you know get the NCAA March Madness app. And I downloaded on every single device that I have. So you can literally watch all of these games at really no extra charge. You don't have to get a special TV package for any. You just go to the app. You can watch all these games. It makes it that much better, especially when trying to bet on them, especially in the live betting yeah, like section true, of it as well. True TV picks up a game, TNT, TBS, yeah, CBS. I mean, yeah, really, they pitch. They all pitch in. They all pitch in. Yeah, you, you can all, you can catch them all. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. You know I'm big on betting college basketball. You mentioned Colorado. I have a few dollars on Colorado tonight as well. Uh, looking at that, at that bet, that was a big one that I, I I liked quite a bit. I threw into a parlay with, I think you actually mentioned BYU. Now that I think about it too, I threw it in, yeah. in a parlay with BYU. So I, I'm on top of that with you too. Uh, for tomorrow's games, I there's quite a few values uh, for tomorrow's games that I was staring at here. First and foremost, they have the Lakers at minus four. I'm taking Golden State to win that game outright. Uh, we talked about the first half of the show. LeBron is a little bit of a slump, a little questionable. AD still going to be out. They have been playing better since Schroeder's back. But I like the idea of Golden State being able to get hot in this game. Well, they lose. The Lakers have been losing. And again, because where I live, I get the Lakers. They're on every night. Every game they play, they're on. I can watch them. And my son is, is a basketball fan. I mentioned that. So Christopher and I watch the games. And they keep giving points and they keep losing. And people keep batting them and they keep giving points and they keep losing. I don't get it. I, I thought to myself, why are people still betting this team? They keep losing. They're, what, three and seven in their last ten against the spread. And they keep giving points. Yeah, they keep doing it. And with Golden State, they're playing – they're playing much better right now. I think they're starting to get a feel for it. Uh, you know, Oubre finally learned how to hit a basket again, which it was just on, on crazy what was going on in the beginning of the season. And now they're starting to gel a little bit more where you're going up against the Lakers team just, just isn't the same without AD. Uh, Chris, what do you think about that? I mean, I can't disagree with your take. I think that the Warriors have, with Draymond pretty much being the key to their success lately, um, he's been able to push the ball and get them open shots. And he said, Oubre's not going to open shots down. I think that 
they're too much firepower on Golden State right now for the Lakers. Um, after LeBron and Schroeder, you're hoping Harold gets you some points, but you really have a hard they're really having a hard time scoring. As Chaz pointed out, that's why they're losing lately. They're not hitting their numbers. But and if you watch them, nobody wants the ball. Nobody wants to shoot. And they, they yeah. don't move and, and oh let's make sure we're clear. I'm not underestimating losing AD. He's incredible. Remember, he won MVP in a college game. He didn't score a point in the championship. Yep. Remember that? Yeah. Like nine blocks. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, I understand absolutely. that's a big loss. All I'm saying is the the house hasn't adjusted the line any, and the idiots keep betting the Lakers or they wouldn't be favored. Well, I, I that's think that's why, why the house hasn't adjusted remind. the line. The public, because the, this is this is where you need to watch shows like this sports betting weekly on Thursday nights on the worldwide sports radio network, because what's happening here is that you just the public's just, oh, I just want to bet. I see the Laker name, they're favored, and I'm just going to go with them instead of paying attention to the fact that without AD, there's a completely different team. The uh, role players around them, Kyle Kuzma and everybody, they're not hitting shots. They're getting open. They're not hitting shots. I, I think that's why, what was it, two days ago, Braun came out and kind of made a statement that he might be looking to just get more aggressive. Now, if that happens, then we'll start to see some different play out of them. But he might get more aggressive himself because, basically, he's getting pissed off that he's getting these guys open and they're not hitting anything. He, he I've, you know, I've seen a lot of LeBron this year. Oh, my God. The shots that he makes have no right going in, and they don't even hit. <laughs> anything they don't hit a backboard they don't hit a rim they barely hit net some of them and he's backwards he's backwards to the basket turns around there's a guy right in front of him sometimes more than one other team gentleman will be in front of him they always have their hands up in his face and the ball goes up in the air and goes through the hole like it's on a rope it really is amazing what he's done this year uh, yeah the thing lebron is the king and we all understand that but the thing that is really incredible is that you would never know that this is a 36-year-old player. Exactly. You would never know. Oh. So, and that, that's, that's why the Lakers will continue to be good as long as AD comes back. Another game that I'm staring down the barrel at is the Knicks. They're minus one. Mikey! <laughs> yeah, I know. Where's Mikey when you need him? No, they're, playing, now. they're, they're playing right now. I remember seeing no, I'm they, talking about tomorrow. tomorrow I know, tomorrow but they they're, play playing, they're actually playing right now. No, yeah. I know. Okay, yeah. so so it's the fourth yeah. quarter. They're, it's like 30 seconds left. They're up by three. So it looks like they're going to cover again tonight. I mean, he really, he likes them. I understand. I don't think he, you know, he's betting a team just because he likes them. They're covering for him. They keep covering no, for him. They're covering for him. But, I mean, these lines are, the house is giving you money, in my opinion. It, when you make them minus one against Detroit, that doesn't make any sense in my mind. So betting on New York, I mean, I'm, I'm going the other way where I would probably tease that up to at least one and a half, if not two, and kind of get the extra boost in the odds that way. Well, you know, they, again, a team teams can't can't always go on a run and win every single game, especially when they're on the road. But, the, you know, that was part of what the, the Lakers thing. You hear a lot of times, well, they can't lose again, right? Or they can't right. win again. You know what? I'm old. I've sat at uh, roulette tables and watched guy after guy come up because you know how they have the poll now, and it tells you what all the numbers have been. And the poll yeah. is full of red numbers. So what are these guys doing? They can't be red again. They bet black, and they bet, bet black. black. And, and I watched 
thousands of dollars go away. And guess what? 13 in a row. It can be. It, they, so they can mm-hmm. win again. They can win again. Your team can lose again. You do have to pay attention. And when they're coin flip games, like you mentioned, oh, my God, teasing that up and getting a couple, three points, because look how close these games are in the last 15 seconds. Yeah. Five possessions in 15 seconds. Well, that's been the thing about the NBA in general this year is I think there's been more games within four points, at least at this point in the season, than there has been in the last few years. And when you've got those extra points that you teased, when it works out, you really do. You feel like a genius. (laughs) You're walking around. You got your chest pumped out, you know, because they would have lost if you didn't do it. And that's really what makes you look like a genius. Now, the, the parlay I'm staring at, would it does include the Knicks at minus one, but I'm also parlaying that up with Phoenix minus 10, even though they're on the road against Minnesota. Just Minnesota's got, they have Towns, and we talk about Edwards. They got nothing else. They got nothing left. Phoenix is playing great basketball right now. They really are coming together as a team. Go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, and, and Minnesota doesn't play defense either. So you got a team playing well in Phoenix and a team that doesn't play defense. And it's been the coaching change hasn't made any difference for the Timberwolves right now. So I think that's a great call. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that, actually, because while we have you here, the coaching change made no sense to me because I don't know what you thought you were going to accomplish by doing it. But I want to hear your thoughts on Flip Saunders. From, from everything that I'm understanding, it has a lot to do with the management of the players versus actually what was going on on the court. Uh, D'Angelo Ross. Russell was rumored to not really be a, a big fan of his and some of the things that he was doing towards the end of the games, particularly some of his lineups. And those lineups, when they didn't include DeAndre Russell himself, were having him handle the ball. So from what I get hear a lot of is that a lot of the, the higher-up players, including Carlton Towns, weren't big fans in the first place. And as the season progressed, they became more and more vocal about their displeasure. And the team, while they weren't supposed to be that successful this year, did not expect to be that awful and then you add your when your players that are good don't want the coach you have a new coach yeah you lose yeah, your I, lock you lose your locker room you lose your team right? that's about why yeah it ultimately yeah. comes down to that that's the stars. I that's personally, the stars in today's NBA. yeah i know so I, personally i have been a fan of saunders i don't think it was his fault but to your point once you lose locker room it is all over. There's one of the game that I want to get both of your opinions on. I'm probably not going to bet this game because it's going to be a pick them either way. Now, the reason I'm going to even bring it up is because a lot of times when I find myself in a situation of I feel like it could go either way, I'll usually just take the dog so I can just get the extra point if I am going to bet it. But Milwaukee and the Clippers tomorrow. It's minus two in favor of Milwaukee because it's in Milwaukee. That's going to be a very interesting game. And could be even dare I say a preview for something down the road, especially if Middleton can keep playing the way that he is right now. Chris, what do you think about that game tomorrow? I think that's a, that's a flip them game for me. Um, I think it go, usually go either way. I'm probably for myself, for my pocket, I'm kind of avoiding that game. Um, but I think that playing wise, how it materializes, I think that you could see the Bucks pull it out, but I, I think the Clippers are due to try to start showing some people that they're here to play. And that maybe on Sunday on national TV, they might show up and, and show, show out. 
I agree with that. And that's why that's why I bring up the game. That's why I said you look, this is a pick'em game ultimately. But I if I'm going to bet this game, I'm betting the Clippers because this is the prime opportunity for them on the road, 330 ABC on national television to have a statement game. They need a statement game. Now, Chaz, I know you see you see the Laker games all the time. Do you catch the Clipper games well, as well? Yeah, they're they're on as well. But like you said, the even if you have a game that day in the NBA, say you're Washington at Boston, in the locker room, you're gonna see the end of that game. You're going to see the end of this game. It's the only game on TV. When it's the only game on in the professional leagues, you know your your equals are watching, your pairs. Yeah, the fans are going to watch what the fans watch, but you know your pairs are watching you. And I think I agree with you guys that that's when you got to step up is when everybody that you're equal to is watching you. Right. And that's why this is an, they've needed an opportunity like this. This would be the opportunity for that. So if I'm going to go anywhere, I would bet – on the Clippers, Chaz, are you have you have any other uh, key? Well, no, I just wanted to let you know that I, while you guys were talking, I just shut my mouth and listening, and I have now added another wager. I'm going to take Phoenix's team total over tomorrow. Chris mentioned the defense. You like the you like the favorite, so that's a situation because it it is double digits. So say they're up by 14 late, and maybe you know Minnesota hits a few baskets, and all of a sudden it's 11. Where if you got 10, you might be chewing on your nails. But if I got the over team total and they hit that, I could change the channel and I'll take a split all day long. You know? Yeah, that that's that's a great solid bet. But I would I would have had that bet if it wasn't for you two, and that's what I tell people. I mean. No matter who's on this show, because you guys are good, it's winners. But you sometimes it you don't say that. You got to listen and you got to do a little bit of translating and you got to understand what they're saying. But if you do what we say, you cash tickets, a lot of them. Right. And to your point there, so instead of looking like I talked about liking the favorite at minus 10 because of the parlay that I was doing, you take that and say, well, there's another way we can look at this. We can look at the team totals because of the matchup, because of the defense, and we can look at it that way. And you could hit on both bets or as long as you hit on one, you cover yourself. That's why it's important. I, you I, brought I, this up before. I always like hitting both out. bets. But if I could get if I get to cash a ticket, then I live to fight again. Right. Well, that's what I was about to jump into. We talked about this before. Don't put all your, you know, your eggs in one basket, whatever cliche thing you want to use. Spread them out a little bit. Go with different things that you like, even if it's on the same game. Because to your point, if you hit both, great. If not, you still have a bankroll to go forward in the next day. And the, and really, you, you, I think part of it is you hear uh, the the Twitter feeds of you know Floyd Mayweather's, you know. $755,000 straight bet on somebody or whatever, or mattress Mac, you know, the bottom line is you got a C note in your pocket. You bet all day. You come home with $127 and you had a couple bears. You maybe bought your buddy a hot dog. You're a hero. Yeah. And that's why I like the other show too. And having you, because we're talking about the regular guy, those guys betting crazy. About it, those, those aren't normal human beings. They're on a different planet. The regular guy is think, think about think about Chris, right? You, you got a bag. It's got seven hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. You're going to put it in a briefcase and walk over and bet it on somebody. Think about how much money you got to have to do that. I know. I know it'd be incredible. I wish. 
I don't know. I, I you know what? I, I, at some point in my life, if I have seven hundred seventy-five thousand dollars in a suitcase, I, I just don't see me betting on it. Especially in, on human beings. Human beings will disappoint you. I like <laughs> horses and dogs. They they're just doing what they're told to do. Human beings just will ruin you. <laughs> I mean, I will say as as far as boxing goes, there hasn't been a safer bet than Mayweather in how many years now. But yeah, if you have that kind of money, you're betting on a bet. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure we could find better things for you. To Man, do. God bless you, like Chris said. God bless you. With that cash flow. But that is going to wrap it up for our show tonight. I hope everybody enjoyed it. You're always, every Saturday night, 9.30 DC's DFS show. Make sure you guys are joining our free tournament. It is the last tournament for the month of February. So when we come back next week at 9.30 on this show, we're going to be doing the drawing for the February giveaway, which will be the $100 to championshipfootballs.com by Mr. Chaz Florida here. You can talk a little bit more about that, my man. Well, you know what? We're getting close to where I think we're going to pull the trigger and do our first ever Final Four basketball. So we'll be All doing right. a, a souvenir basketball with the Final Four, Final Four teams. Um, and so, you know, there's there's a lot of things you can do when you have, if you're a fan of a team, uh, championship footballs, to get either yourself or someone you love the coolest present. They'll open that day and it's guaranteed. Now, make sure you guys are checking out Chaz on the World Sports Radio Network on Thursday nights. What time do you go live, Chaz? Thursday, we are on, on 8 o'clock Eastern, and we start our show every week with live action. Uh, I think this week we went one and two, but we've had some weeks where we swept the board, and my goal always is to try to find something that's going to come out. So maybe it'll be a first half in basketball or, or first period in hockey where we hop on it live and you cash the ticket before you stop watching the show. Absolutely. That's why you should follow him at second half Chaz on his social media accounts. Uh, Chris and I, you're going to catch us this Tuesday on the belly up fantasy live show. It's going to be new faces. It's going to be a new show, but just going to be the same great name that it has been for a while. Now we'll be talking about the quarterback consistency grades from 2020 and what some of our early expectations will be for some of these guys. Some of the current news events around those quarterbacks. That's going to be this Tuesday on Belly Up Fantasy at Belly Up Fantasy at 8.30. So make sure you guys go ahead and check that out. My show will be back March 19th. We'll be talking about the free agency impacts, the MD's fantasy football show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It will be March 19th from 12 o'clock to 1.30. We'll be back in our regular hour. We'll be once a week until August, and then we'll be back up twice a week from there for the rest of the season. That's everything going on there. I hope you guys had a great night. And Chaz, as you always say? Yeah, always be cashing. Always be cash. Everybody take care. We'll see you guys again next week.